It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Magical day to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely magical, robust lifestyle show. I would like to thank each one of the listeners that are listening to this on all the different podcast platforms. I am so very thankful and grateful for each and every one of you. And as I said, you are all in for one magical show today, as I have with me my incredible returning diva, Lydia, Lady Epona. And her and I are going to continue our chat on five ancient foods for deep healing. And this is part two. So if you missed part one, be sure and go back and listen to it because there's such valuable golden nuggets in it. And with that, Lydia, would you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Well, thank you, Joyce. It's always such an honor and pleasure to be on your amazing show. Um, I'm a Renaissance woman, a high-performance wellness coach, and founder of EponaHealing.com. I bring together my 30 years of passion, expertise, and wisdom in holistic healing into my four pathways for every stage of personal development so you can heal, grow, and evolve and journey towards reclaiming your sovereignty and living a centered, connected, and conscious life. And as some of you may know, I became involved in holistic healing and um, and health on my quest to heal my own chronic health conditions that I was born with. And macrobiotic healing foods have been a huge part of that journey, not only when I was healing, but in creating the life that I want to live now, uh, creating strong energy, uh, vitality, and, um, and strong, stable health. So we're going to continue our chat today about the, some of these amazing uh, ancient healing foods. And last time we talked a little bit about what macrobiotic is and, um, and how it works. And for the sake of for the sake of time, we're going to carry right on into the healing food. So, so we get them all in this time. How does that sound? Oh, Lydia, that just sounds absolutely wonderful. And I just wanted to kind of come back in on when you introduce yourself. I love that that you said your passion, your expertise, and your wisdom to help others heal, grow, and evolve. Oh my goodness how much you're doing to make this world a better place, not only for humans, but also for the animals in this world. So I am going to just let you continue on this topic of five ancient foods for deep healing. And I'm going to take notes because I know there's so much, so many golden nuggets that are going to come out today. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And um, I am going to do a little review about why some of these foods are healing the foods that I'm discussing uh, in last episode, in this episode, really have what we call fat dissolving qualities, and they help to dissolve the saturated fats uh, from animal protein. So animal protein and saturated fat takes a long time to decompose and be utilized in the body. 
Um, it has more hard saturated fats uh, than in uh, vegetable sources. They can be uh, animal protein, in fact, can be high in cholesterol and um, and therefore they can get deposited around the heart in the arteries, vessels, in and around the organs and wherever the blood carries it. So we can get saturated fat um, around the organs, nerve, uh, vessel functions can become more blocked and harder. Muscles and joints can become tense and tight and harder. And this can lead to uh, heart conditions, arthritis, uh, muscle tightness, uh, pain in the body and diminished thinking and clogged brain function where vegetable sources of uh, protein and fat are more easily digested and absorbed and utilized in the body and have less cholesterol um, and more digestible oil form where it's easier for the body to use at our body temperature. So that's a little bit about um, why some of these ancient healing foods um, are so uh, effective in healing, literally healing. <laughs> All healing is, is a continual process of cleansing, clearing and strengthening. So we want to have circulation in the body of blood, uh, body fluids and energy so that the body can continually cleanse and repair itself. So it's continually cleansing, clearing and strengthening um, is there are the foundational principles uh, for healing. So stagnation in oriental medicine is considered the enemy of, of health. And last week, uh, or last episode, we talked about the amazing daikon radish, which is the master fat dissolver. And I mentioned the uh, shiitake mushrooms. So today, the next uh, healing food we're going to talk about are sea vegetables. Now, in our modern Western world, we often forget about sea vegetables, and we only need a small amount of minerals. So sea vegetables are rich in minerals. And in the macrobiotic understanding of health and energy, there's a one to seven ratio of minerals, proteins, fats, and complex carbohydrates that the body needs. So we don't need a lot of minerals uh, or sea vegetables, um, but they are critical for blood quality and for health. And sea vegetables do amazing things. Uh, they help discharge accumulated deposits of fat and cholesterol. And a lot of people don't realize that sea vegetables do have fat dissolving properties. And they help make your blood more alkaline, which is critical for health. They're rich in minerals, as I mentioned, especially iron and calcium, and are therefore excellent for the nervous system. So just on that point, when we have um, bioavailable minerals, when we can consume those, and sea vegetables are a phenomenal source of that, then um, it strengthens our nervous system. It calm, they calm us, uh, but they don't dull us. So they sharpen your mental clarity while keeping you grounded and energized and focused. And when I, I take, I take a sea vegetable powder supplement um, in some apple cider every morning and I swear by it. And in macrobiotics, we also use sea vegetables in miso soup, which I'm going to talk about miso. And we use it um, in a small amount in our cooking, or you can sprinkle like nori flakes 
um, you know, over salad, that sort of thing. So there are a variety of ways you can get sea vegetables into your diet. When you have sushi, it's wrapped in um, nori, a toasted nori sea vegetable. So some of the common sea vegetables are kombu, wakame, uh, nori, uh, kelp. And we give our horses um, organic uh, sea kelp meal and soak the oats for the horses in apple cider vinegar and miso broth. And so some of the foods we're discussing here are, uh, we cannot also apply those same principles uh, to, our, to our horses. And uh, so the sea vegetables, uh, the minerals in them are needed for the smooth discharge of toxins from the body. So as I was saying, we have to constantly uh, cleanse in a natural, flow in the body and we want the let's call it discharge mechanisms the detoxification and and cleansing mechanism to be strong so the body can do it easily on its own and sea vegetables are phenomenal to support the body in doing that they also contain essential fatty acids they contain b vitamins including b12 and they are the oldest source of nutrient rich food uh, so sea vegetables are considered to be about 2 billion years old and are just a critical part of maintaining our health. And they also do amazing things like they convert radiation and heavy metal contamination into salts that can be eliminated harmlessly from the body. So any way that somebody can add sea vegetables into their diet will do great things for them. And again, we don't need to do um, a lot uh, to accomplish that. And you don't have to change, like to add these foods into your diet. You know, initially, you don't have to change your diet, just start to add these foods in. So if you're having, as I was saying, a salad, you can sprinkle nori flakes. If you're having soup, put some kombu or wakame in the soup. And so there are all sorts of um, ways to prepare sea vegetables. We use sea vegetable called arame or hiziki, which they shred into sort of stringy, um, in a, into a stringy package. And we saute that in onion uh, and with the sea vegetable. And that's like a side dish that we have occasionally. And as I mentioned, you can have sea vegetables in, um, in a powdered supplement form. And they often sell them as a tablet as well in the health food store. And sea vegetables also carry the electromagnetic uh, charge and energy throughout the body. So they're great conductors of energy to help us create more energy and to help us maintain a strong, stable source of energy. So any questions about sea vegetables? I could go on and on. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am just, I have so many notes. This is just incredible. I had no idea what all they added to a person to help in a person's body. It's just, I love it. They do so much by adding the iron and calcium and the B vitamins. And oh, Lydia, this is just incredible. I'm just going to let you keep just keep on. It's just wonderful. <laughs> well, and the beautiful thing, as I was saying about sea vegetables, is that it's e they're easy to add, um, mm -hmm. as are all of these uh, healing foods. But sea vegetables, we don't need a lot. 
And it's because we need that small amount of minerals, that one to seven ratio of mineral proteins, fats, and complex carbohydrates. And it makes a huge difference at the deep cell level uh, to add bioavailable minerals. And they're very affordable as well. So you can get them at the health food store. Sometimes you can get them if you have like a bulk uh, food place. You know, sometimes they'll sell chocolates and candies and then nuts. And then sometimes they'll sell sea vegetables. <laughs> you never know what they sell at the bulk places, right? Exactly. Um, so the next food uh, that I absolutely love, and that's a very powerful, gentle healing food, is miso. Um, and miso is a paste, a fermented paste from beans or grains. And miso itself is a Japanese word uh, derived from fermented soy. Uh, but miso does not have to be soy-based. And if someone's concerned about taking too much soy, you don't have to be concerned about miso because you, first of all, if you have miso that is made from soy, uh, then it may be mixed with barley or brown rice. And you're only taking like a teaspoon of it um, in a bowl of miso soup. So it's a very small amount of soy. But it, as I mentioned, you can get chickpea miso, you can get miso made from any bean or grain. And it is a very gentle, powerful healing food that is fermented. So you get the beneficial, the beneficial enzymes and bacteria uh, that we need for our gut health um, and, and for everything in the body to relax. So if you think about something like alcohol, Alcohol is fermented um, sugar from grain uh, or fruit. And when somebody has fermented sugar from grain or fruit called alcohol, you have a relaxing effect. If somebody has too much of it, then they become loose, right? They slur their words, they can't focus, uh, you know, they may fall down, right, if you're drunk. Uh, but uh, a high quality fermented food like miso that is rich in minerals um, will give you a relaxing effect. So again, these foods help you stay calm, help release stress and anxiety, help you have a clarity, mental clarity. Um, but with miso, you don't get the negative. You don't get the negative effects of uh, alcohol. So in macrobiotic theory, we say alcohol is a double yin. So fermentation is expansive um, or like yin and then sugar is yin. But miso is fermented, but it also um, is strengthening. So one of my greatest, you might say elixirs, one of my greatest ways to bring myself back into my center and to release stress and really release fear um, is having a bowl of miso soup. For me, when I have good quality, a, a good, good quality miso and a bowl of miso soup, within an hour, I could just handle anything. I nothing really bothers me. <laughs> and I I really feel it right away. And so these are foods that will help heal your physical condition, but they will help you with everything 
else in life with the ability to, as I was saying, manage stress, uh, to feel connected to yourself so you can move forward with confidence. And so miso has natural uh, carbohydrates, essential oils, and minerals. Again, it has vitamin B12 for some varieties and is rich in vitamins. And it has protein of the highest quality. Good quality miso contains all the essential amino acids um, that are needed for a complete protein. And um, what you want to look for when you're buying miso is miso that's unpasteurized uh, and aged over two summers or two years. So it doesn't matter if the miso is dark or, or light. You want to look for unpasteurized, aged over two summers or two years. And then you will get the maximum benefit of the, um, of the food, of the qualities that we're talking about. Miso also helps chelate heavy metals from the body and discharge them from the body. So very similar to sea vegetables. And unpasteurized miso contains, as I was saying, the natural digestive enzymes that are needed and the microorganisms which we need to properly digest food. And um, they also help create with these, be these beneficial microorganisms, the ability to uh, ward off, right? And to uh, destroy harmful uh, microorganisms. Miso helps cleanse the body of toxins from nicotine uh, poisoning, radiation, atmospheric pollution. It helps the uh, miso helps to dissolve cholesterol and again discharge heavy metal contamination. Miso has an alkalizing effect on the bloodstream, which again promotes resistance to disease. And it's also very well known to strengthen the small intestine. Uh, so when you're when you're introducing miso, it doesn't have to be soup. Uh, you can make salad dressings with miso. You can make uh, spreads uh, with miso and dips with miso. Uh, but when you warm up the miso um, in the in the in in a soup, then the the heat helps to activate the beneficial enzymes and the beneficial bacteria. So when you're making a soup, it can be any soup that you want in the beginning. And we usually put maybe a thumb size piece of sea vegetable called wakame. We soak it and, and put it in per cup of soup. And then um, we add the miso paste after you've made the soup. So you don't want to boil. You don't want to boil uh, the miso because then it's essentially pasteurizing. You, like you may kill the beneficial enzymes and bacteria. So you may still get some benefit, but you're not getting the maximum benefit uh, from the miso. And then we usually garnish any kind of soup that has miso in it with something light to balance it, like chopped up green onions or celery leaves um, or a little bit of kale, something green and light or a macrobiotic, something like upward growing um, leafy green type of uh, vegetable. And, um, and you can have all sorts of miso soup. So you think of miso in like a Japanese restaurant where it's like a clear broth and it may have a bit of tofu in and that's like a nice broth, uh, but you can have, uh, you can make squash soup, like just squash, onion, 
some wakame and add miso and this and then the natural uh, salt that's rich in minerals in the miso will bring out the sweetness of the vegetables so when you add miso paste that's diluted into a big pot of let's say squash soup it makes it sweeter uh, you can make bean soup, like lentil soup. Um, you can make noodle, like a noodle soup with vegetables and noodles and have add miso. And you can have, if you're really rushing, you can add, put a, a little teaspoon of miso in a cup and add some hot water, but just give it, you know, a little bit of time. Ideally it's five minutes, but even if it's two or three minutes in a cup, give it a bit of time for the beneficial enzymes to get activated. So it's never all or nothing uh, with miso. Some people think they have to make the soup in a specific way, but it's not so much what's in the soup per se, as it is making sure you don't boil uh, the miso in the soup after you've after you've added it. Uh, so what I recommend to clients is that if you're going to make a pot of soup, let's say for five days for you and your family, then take out the amount of soup you're going to have today and then heat it and then add the miso uh, to that and then add half the amount of miso in the original a pot of soup and keep it in the fridge. So when you warm it up the next day, you just add the remaining amount of miso into the soup and so in case you boil it or you know you don't want to put way too much miso in either because then you'll look at thirsty <laughs> but um or you may have a discharge reaction if you're not used to it but um so the guideline is for every uh cup of soup it, it's about um a teaspoon of miso paste uh, so when you're making the soup, the original guideline was however many cups of water you add, if you're going to make six cups of soup, then you'd have six teaspoons of miso. But what can happen is if you have a lot of vegetables in the soup, then you may get larger volume and then you can add a bit more miso. So it's very delicious and most people like it. And as I mentioned, for me, uh, it's just my go-to. I should have it every day, but sometimes life gets busy and I don't have it every day. And then when I get back to it, I just have so much energy and I have so much mental clarity and I just become so happy, like for no reason. <laughs> so I can really feel it on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual levels. I can really feel the benefit. So anything, any questions about MISO? Oh, it's just amazing because I love how you said it's gentle and powerful and relaxing for the ones that take it with mental clarity. And in this busy world, that is such a crucial thing is just finding ways to relax and connecting to yourself again. And I love how it has all the amino acids in it, in that protein form like that, that we can uh, use. So, oh, those were just some of the pointers I took down. So this is fantastic. I'm excited to hear which, no what number five is now. <laughs> well, before we go to number five, um, I just wanted to remind everybody, as I've been saying, is that these foods are available. If you can't find them locally, you can order them online. And they are a huge part 
uh, keeping us centered, connected, and conscious of of helping us stay connected to ourselves and to release stress and overwhelm and anxiety. And sometimes we forget how powerful food is in helping us to manage our energy and stress. And and they're they're affordable and you can anybody can use these foods and add them to your diet. And you just start a new habit. So if you wanted to start adding miso uh, to soup, uh, then make a, a bulletin board, you know, with a check mark and book in that you're going to add miso. And, and we often add the daikon radish and the the dried shiitake mushrooms to our miso soup. You know, so there you have it. Like in one miso soup, you would have some sea vegetable. You could have some daikon radish, some dried shiitake mushroom, maybe some celery and miso. And you, there, there are four of our um, healing foods right in, in, in one easy to, to use and, and eat uh, soup, right? Uh, so we don't want to forget that these, these foods are here to help us in so many ways. Now, the fifth healing food that I'm going to talk about is something that some people may not be aware of. Um, and it's called Job's Tears. It's a grain and it's called pearl barley. Now there's a bit of confusion. Pearled with an ED barley is, is whole barley that's had one layer, right, of the endosperm, the outer coating uh, taken off. So pearled barley and pearl barley are not the same, but uh, all barley has a bit of fat dissolving properties. So pearled barley can still be beneficial, but Job's Tears is also called Hato Mugi. So H-A-T-O-M-U-G-I, Hato Mugi barley uh, is actually the seed of an Asian wild grass. And it's very high in iron, protein and calcium, as well as B vitamins. And here, here we go again, you know, with strengthening the nervous system. It strengthens the nervous system and the stomach, cleanses the blood, and it's known to remove hard, saturated fat deposits under the skin. So in Oriental um, history, it was known as a like a beauty food, you know, to help the skin uh, look young and glowing. But the reason it, 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 it has that reputation is because... It, it helps to dissolve the saturated fat under the skin. So what can happen as we age is we get saturated fat under the skin and it doesn't matter how much lotion you put on, it won't get totally absorbed because of that layer of fat. And so we want the natural oils to come out of the skin. We want the body to be able to discharge excess through the skin and Hatomugi is phenomenal for that. We make special medicinal drinks with Hatomugi uh, to help dissolve deposits and, and tumors in the body. And, and like miso, um, it is uh, it, it, it's very high in um, high quality amino acids. Uh, so you can make, let's say, a stew or a grain soup with all of these, with Hatomugi, uh, with um, daikon, with shiitake mushroom, with sea vegetables, and then you add your miso 
and you're good to go. <laughs> oh, Lydia, this has just been incredible. And there's lots more foods that we could talk about, but but those are the five that those are the five that I'm focusing on for today. Um, and as I said, they're here for everybody. And, you know, they're foods to heal and you do develop a taste for them over time. They're not meant to be, um, you know, pizza night or something like that. Right. They're meant to, they're meant to have a higher purpose. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely a higher purpose. And everything you said is just what our body is needing. It's almost like our body yearns for these things and uh, giving it helps to bring us back into that centered, connected, conscious way to help in so many ways. You you just left so many golden nuggets today. It's just been incredible. I loved it, Lydia. So as I know, this show came to a very quickly time. I mean, it just like it flew by again, as it always does when you and I are chatting. So before we close, Lydia, would you please share with our listeners the best ways to connect with you? Sure. If you go to my website, aponahealing.com and sign up for a newsletter and we send out inspirational quotes and information on what's going on in our Apona Healing community. And um, I can also send out anyone who's interested in, in today's show mm -hmm. and on the healing foods. I have a, a small ebook, a PDF of the foods that I've talked about today. And there's another food, Lotus Root. Uh, that helps with uh, discharging uh, mucus and fats from the respiratory and lymphatic system. And that's in that booklet too. So I'd be happy to share that PDF uh, with anyone who's interested. And also on my Facebook, uh, under my personal name, Lydia Kaleshnik, K-U-L-E-S-H-N-Y-K, Lady Epona. And I also have Facebook, Epona Healing and Epona Healing Method. Oh, wow. Oh, what incredible ways to connect with you. And then also offering the ebook with this information in it for free to our listeners that can have it in front of them and go back and refer to it. Oh, Lydia, you are doing so much to make this world a better place. I just want to thank you so much. And before we close, I want to ask if you would be back on Robust Lifestyles and share some more of your knowledge with our listeners again. Well, thank you, Joyce. I would love to. I thoroughly enjoy our time mm -hmm. together and we're all here to help and support each other in our own unique ways. And I would absolutely be honored to come back on your show. Oh, oh, fantastic. Oh, listeners, you heard Lydia will be back. And with that, Lydia, I want to wish you and all of your animal families an absolutely magical day and may magic fill each one of your days till you and I connect again on Robust Lifestyles show. Well, thank you, Joyce. And thank you for sharing, for sharing the magic. You have that special gift of spreading the magic sparkles to all of us and um, wishing you and all of yours um, magical, magical time and magical healing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so very much. I love it. And with that, I want to thank each one of our listeners for listening to this magical show with our absolutely incredible 
Diva Lydia, Lady Epona. Please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. And remember, she has a ebook PDF that she will share with you when you reach out to her that gives you the information on these five ancient foods for deep healing. And it's just incredible. Like she said, they're rich in minerals. They're gentle and powerful. They keep you centered, connected, and conscious. They just help you in so many ways. And with that, I want to wish everyone a magical, magical day. Remember, be kind to all. That includes the animals too. And give your animals that great big extra hug and share all your love with them because they so deserve that love. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.